This is Locked On Mariners. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. It is Saturday, gang, and usually when a show is published on Saturday, that means that I messed up somewhere during the week or I just couldn't get myself together. Not the case this time. This is a planned Saturday episode of Locked On Mariners, which you can find on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe. Also remember to ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast and to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners and Twitter for me as well is at DC underscore Lundberg. That is L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G for those scoring at home. Yesterday, we began looking at the first round of the Major League Baseball Amateur Draft, and yesterday I was joined by the host of Locked On Anaheim Ducks and the guest host for the week of Locked On Angels, uh, Jason Hernandez, to talk about some of those draft picks. (laughs) And funnily enough, he's here today to do the same thing. Jason, how goes it? You know, I asked my smart device to play Locked On Mariners, and I kept hearing a rat for some reason. (laughs) No, you did. (laughs) Has it got a rat problem? A little bit of a, it, it's it's round and round. It's oh, dang it. Oh. Yes. I here's the thing. I almost said you stole my joke, but it's such low hanging fruit that you can have it. In any case, I don't know what's going. On. Yeah, um, baby. Yeah. So um, I finished crocheting. By the way. Oh, you uh, did. It came, out, it came out pretty nicely. It did. Well, we'll get to that in just a second because we made it through a pick ten yesterday. The Angels selection, which was middle infielder Rod Correa. <laughs> and that brings us to pick number 11. And not only have you finished your crocheting, but the White Sox are undertaking a crochet project of their own as they have drafted Tennessee Volunteers pitcher Garrett Crotchet. Jason, talk about him. <laughs> so Garrett Crochet, uh, he's a big, big southpaw. Uh, he's six foot six, uh, very heavy pitcher. He's got 143 strikeouts and 128 and two thirds innings. He's mostly pitched out of the bullpen in two years of Tennessee, mm-hmm. but he's also only allowed, you know, a certain amount of hits. Although his 476 ERA is kind of a red flag a little bit, but he's got some pure stuff. He's got some pure filth, and there's a lot of movement on his fastball. It goes up to about 100 101. Mm. But again, that four ERA is a little bit concerning to me. It can, but if you say that he has the pure stuff, if he can harness that and he's been mostly a relief pitcher, that kind of sounds like the makings of a future closer to me. That's true. I mean, yes, he does kind of go all over the place a little bit. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know who he reminds me of as far as left-handed closers because there hasn't been too many lefty closers that are that tall that I could think of. Not not of that size, no. The only lefty closer that I can think of, obviously, is Norm Charlton, just because I've had you know tunnel vision for the Mariners. You host the Mariners podcast, so that's a great comparison. Now that I think about it, Charlton was what six three about. He, he was he was six three, but he had a uh, dominating fastball and a fork ball, which I don't think Crochet possesses. Uh not yet. <laughs> Not yet. And also, Charlton did not throw 100 miles an hour. He was more in the mid-90s, which for his day was really good power pitching. Yes, and 101 is very good power pitching for this kind of talent out of college. Okay. Any more thoughts on Crochet, Jason? Uh, No, that's a a good pick for the White Sox. I'm I'm okay with it. Not who I would have chosen if I was the White Sox, but that's just me. All right. Uh, We'll move on to the Cincinnati Redlegs, I believe they're uh, referred to as these days, with the 12th pick. 
and they took high school outfielder Austin Hendrick. And judging by his profile picture on MLB.com, leads me to believe that he's also a competitive hot dog eater because of all the ketchup on his face, which means he is a combination facially of Kyle Seeger and Joey Chestnut. What say you, J.D.? <laughs> Just based on the picture alone and based on the fact that he has all that red on his face, that's such a perfect pick, isn't it? It is, and I also just realized um, I shouldn't cross this guy because <laughs> he looks um, – he's obviously a hell of a lot tougher than I am, so I mean this in the nicest way possible, Mr. Hendrick. But, dude, that swing is mean. That's a vicious swing that he has. Yeah, it is. And I know you made a very good comparison Mm -hmm. where he had an uppercut swing and some people said Cody Bellinger. You noticed very aptly that his swing has raised a little bit and you said his swing reminds you a little bit of Eric Hosmer. Yeah. Now that I think about it, it's a great comparison. The comparisons to Cody Bellinger, I I, I can kind of see that too in the swing. Bellinger has a much higher finish with his hands on his swing that Hendrick and Hosmer do and that's kind of what reminded me of Eric Hosmer, the swing and the finish. Oh, but that's but just the red face and the reds, I mean, that's a match made in heaven. I yeah. can't wait to see his major league debut with the Reds. See if he wears all that red on his face again. You know, I hope he does. I, I, I am making fun of it a little bit, but it's a unique look and I think he should keep it. Because I kinda I like it. I love it. I love it a lot. Yes. Speaking of things that I like a lot my scouting report on the next pick, Patrick Bailey, who went to the Giants, <laughs> is that he has a really hot girlfriend. Uh, j- watching the draft party on MLV.com, uh, this man has excellent taste, ladies and gentlemen. Um, You're and not wrong. I'm not wrong. And that's basically uh, what I have to say about Patrick Bailey. Well done, sir. Uh, Jason, what do you have to say about Bailey? <laughs> Aside from that. I mean, he has the confidence. Well, shall we just move on? Because that's the most important. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, he's going to be a good catcher. He's got great power for a catcher, which is apt for the Giants, given that they have another great power catcher in Buster Posey. He's hitting above 300 at NC State and is very good in the backstop. Probably one, one of the better defensive catchers, but also a great hitting catcher as well. I think the Giants hit this one out of the park in more ways than one. Great, great pick by the Giants. Did I hate the, to admit it because, you know, I'm in SoCal, but yes. yeah, they did good. And you didn't call them the Gents either. Oh, dang it. I missed that. <laughs> well, let's I, move on. I did it for you. Um, also, he, he was the first catcher taken in this draft. He's a switch hitter, six foot two, 207 pounds. And after Patrick Bailey, we move on to the Rangers pick at number 14. But this guy was rated number 32. That is Mississippi State second baseman. And I apologize if I'm messing this name up. Justin Foscue. It's F-O-S-C-U-E, ladies and gentlemen. And Jason, what about uh, this man? Yeah, this was an underpick. And to be honest, the Rangers have not drafted well lately. They really haven't. Well, that bodes well for the rest of the American League West then, doesn't it? (laughs) No kidding. Okay. They've kind of gone towards athletes with a high ceiling, but they haven't reached it, unfortunately. So I, I don't know what I make of this pick. Uh-huh. I mean, he's got some power. He's got a lot of walks. He sees a lot of pitches, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't see the ceiling in him like I do for other players. So I don't know. They took, they took a punt here. All right. We'll move on then to the Philly selection, number 15, ranked number 11, 
and that is pitcher Mick Abel, who is out of uh, Jesuit High School in Oregon, and he's a right-handed pitcher, six foot five, one hundred ninety pounds, tall, lanky kid. Looks more like an NFL punter than a pitcher. Jason, what say you? <laughs> he does. So with him, this is an interesting pick. It, I thought he was going to go higher. I thought he was going to go maybe 12, 13, drop to 15 with the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, the thing about his delivery, and you can probably attest to this, he kind of throws a little bit off his elbow a little bit, mm. and there's more movement on the elbow, which unfortunately is conducive to players blowing out their elbows. That's the only concern. Maybe that's why him. he fell a little bit. Maybe. And I know you and I have talked in private and on other podcasts yes. about – you know, pitchers that have that kind of movement where they rely more on their elbow. They're just and begging have, for Tommy John surgery. There it is. There it is. Uh, the movement slightly resembles Steven Strasburg, and we know what happened with Strasburg early in his career. Mm-hmm. That's the major concern. Yes, it does touch 98 on the fastball, and he's got two really above average pitches, which is the fastball, obviously, mm-hmm. and even the slider, but he's got a kind of ease up on that movement a little bit that's the main concern maybe that is something that can be coached out though it could that be something that's coached out i mean i don't know i mean you look at pitchers like strasburg i know jack flaherty is kind of the same way and the the just concern is the injury possibility Mm -hmm. but you know it's a hard it's a hard hard slider with that hard of a slider and that much of a fastball movement with that kind of um arm torque Mm mm-hmm and kind of the W motion that he has. It's a great pick, but let's just see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens with this kid. I mean, let's see what happens kind of can be a theme with the Major League Baseball draft at large because, like, like I said yesterday, it's not an exact science like the NFL draft. It's not an exact science like the NBA draft where they're drafting kids to go right to the top level and start no less. Baseball is a much, much different system. We'll go through two more picks before we go to the Mariners trivia question. The next one went to the Cubs, pick number 16, and it's shortstop Ed Howard. And I've been kind of you know looking at these uh, profile pictures and, and making jokes about them. This man is a dead ringer for Ryan Howard, and they're not related. Can you believe that? Yes. This, is, this, this one is not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. He Same facial structure, same exact smile. He looks just like a smaller version of Ryan Howard, and they're not related. Ed Howard. What say you, J.D.? Kind of a similar swing, too, to be honest. I mean, they, they look a lot alike. Uh, mm-hmm. He's from Mount Carmel High School in Illinois. What I know about him is he's got a quick bat. He's got a very lanky movement as far as defense goes, which is good for a shortstop. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the swing is just kind of similar, but very fast. I don't know what more I can say about him. <laughs> All right. Then let's move on to the next pick from the Boston Red Sox. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here, Okay. Uh, he There was pick number 17, and this man was ranked number 139, but there's a reason for this. And uh, Jason, I'll let you say what the reason is since you're laughing. What the hell were the Red Sox doing there? Nick York. It prompted a lot of reaction on Twitter. Taylor had one word to say, whoa. Even uh, some of the higher-ups on Twitter that cover the draft, they're like, okay? <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> Nick York from Archbishop Midi High School here in California. Yeah, this was a big shock. I mean, there were a couple uh, draft people that had him down at number 69, which is 
higher than most other rankings. He's ranked Some, here at number 139, and I also, I also want to make something very clear. We're making fun of the Boston Red Sox, not this young man. No, I mean... Yes, I just want to make that clear to the listeners. The but yeah. no way was he projected to be a number 17 pick. No, no way. No. Not to say that he's not a bad player. He did very well in high school, but he's still a very raw player, and he's going to be a project for the next three to four years. That's the thing. So here's my question to you. Do you think he's going to sign? Because if he was a later round pick, he probably, I shouldn't say probably, he may not have signed and then gone to college. He has a commitment to the University of Arizona, but now that he's a surprise first round pick, do you think he signs JD? Uh, Or do you even want to wager a guess? With the money that's available for a first round pick, I think he might actually sign. That's It's a very interesting case in that uh, situation then. And uh, well, just, keep, keep in mind that, you know, the Red Sox were punished for their part in the sign stealing. Yep. So they lost a couple of draft picks. They so did. the under slot selection for the Red Sox pours more, more money into later picks and maybe get a steal in the third or fourth round, which most people say they didn't actually get. So maybe they're just trying to save money here. That's probably what the case is. That's my guess in any case. I mean, this, so. this, is part of the, this is part of the punishment. All right. Well, on that uh, interesting note, we're going to move on to the Mariners trivia question. We're running behind schedule, as I suspected. But the trivia question is this. Who was the Mariners' first-round draft pick 10 years ago? Answer following a word from Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman offers the parts on his computer while choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You've got computers with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for important things, you know, like mortgage and food. (laughs) Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices prices based on what the market will bear, much like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or login. Take it away, Wait, JD. E- even me? Even you. Even me. Oh, which, yeah. Wow. And I know That's nothing awesome. about I know nothing about cars and it's for me too. I know a bit more about cars. <laughs> so RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers like Toyota. Maybe you want to be a winner like in the NASCAR races. Yeah, they have everything from (laughs) engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. They even have Packard stuff from the 40s. Oh, Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com 
I'm a Subaru guy. Answer to the Mariners <laughs> trivia question. I got I got an 06 Forester with like 230,000 miles on it, gang. Still runs great. Answer to the Mariners trivia question. Ten years ago, the 2010 draft, the Mariners did not have a first-round pick. It was awarded to the Los Angeles Angels for signing as a free agent Sean Figgins. Yeah, Sean Figgins. The Angels selected Caleb Cowart, number 18, where the Mariners would have selected. The Mariners' first draft choice that year was in the supplemental first round, pick number 43, which the M's got as compensation for losing Adrian Beltre as a free agent, and they chose Taiwan Walker with this selection. Yeah, the Mariners Mariners got off better with that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Much. Although we did have to endure Sean Figgins for a few years. And that didn't go very well. <laughs> Not one of the more auspicious Mariners in history, gang. Anyways, yeah. uh, more Locked On Mariners following a word from Built Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, what springs to mind when I say great-tasting, low-calorie, low-sugar protein bars made with real chocolate? If you answered 43, you clearly didn't understand the question. For I am referring to Built Bar, a great snack for someone like me who knows that he should eat healthier but I'm not going to sacrifice taste for nutrition. Also perfect for a quick breakfast on the go or a post-workout protein boost, right, JD? Hey, I'm drinking some pina colada right now, yeah. But are you caught in the rain? Not currently, because it's 100 Uh, degrees here. Oh, very nice. No, actually not very nice at all. Uh, Is there some sort of website where I can go to get these fantastic bars? Oh, absolutely. You can go to builtbar.com. And if I use the promo code locked on, what benefits will I reap? Joy, lots of joy, and you'll get ten dollars <laughs> off your first purchase. Oh, that's with the fan- promo code locked on. That's fantastic. Please tell me about this built boost. Oh, the built boost is fantastic. Right now, that's on sale for at least fifty percent off. By the way, and Ooh. they have six amazing flavors, including pina colada, which I'm drinking right now. And my personal favorite, Black Cherry Lemonade. So definitely check out the Built Boost. It has plenty of vitamins and zero calories. The Pina Colada, the Black Cherry Lemonade, both fantastic flavors. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the website is BuiltBar.com. And don't forget that promo code, Locked On to get $10 off your first order. And if you like making love at midnight, try Built Boost Drink Powder. <laughs> Those jokes never get old. Well, I, I stopped using them for about two weeks because they did get old after a while. But Welcome to the second half of Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, Joey Martin, or J.M. as it were, our announcer here on Locked On Mariners. I am D.C. Lundberg, continuing to talk about the draft which took place a few days ago. Joined again by Jason J.D. Hernandez. Yo, you just mentioned your car had 200,000 miles. Yeah, I used to have a Chevy Impala that can beat that. Mm-hmm. Mine had 315,000 miles. So, booyah, can you get to that amount? Considering my current finances, I may have to. All right. <laughs> we shall send, see. Send me the picture if you get above 315,000 miles. You got it, sir. I will do that. Getting back to the draft, however, we left off after the Red Sox shocking selection at number 17, Rudy Pemberton. And we're going to move on to pick number 18, which was the <laughs> diamond bags choice. And we're going to kind of start to burn through these because I don't want this show to go entirely long. And we have, and so we're not I even going to talk mean, about everybody. 
I mean, I'll go through a couple of them if I can. We'll go through a couple of them, but we're not going to go through everybody for time restraints and whatnot. Bryce Jarvis, pitcher out of Duke University. Picture looks like it belongs in a shopping bag from Forever 21. Anything else to say about this man, John? John. Anything else to say about him, J.D.? Uh, no, I think we're good, Daniel. <laughs> That's what you get. That's what I get. That's what I get for being a jerk. And uh, the Mets then took uh, Pete Crow Armstrong at number 19. Looks like a cousin of Rusty Greer, but he's not. High school pitcher out of California. Anything to say about him? Uh, not particularly. Uh, he's possibly going to be a pretty decent MLB outfielder later on down the line, but we'll see. Oh, by the way, he has some baseball pedigree, sort of. Ooh. He's not related to Rusty Greer. No. Okay. So Pete Crow Armstrong, his mom played the mother in the movie Little Big League. Oh, okay. Yup. Very cool. <laughs> All right. And that brings us to the number 20 selection, which was the Brewers outfielder out of UCLA, who was ranked number six, Garrett Mitchell. Jason, uh, tell me about this guy. All right. So he was ranked pretty highly. I thought he was going to go maybe top 15 pick out of UCLA. Uh, just on the street from here. He might be one of the more talented position players in the draft. He's 6'3", 200, a very good lefty bat. In the raw power, he's probably got a 70-grade power bat with about 70 to 75 speed. Uh, very, very crafty base dealer. Ooh. He hit, hit 349 for the Bruins last year, and he led the nation with 12 triples and stole 18 bases. He's got some great tools plus tool on speed plus on power pretty good on average i mean it was a very interesting stat line he had 355 only three strikeouts in 15 games but no home runs the big concern which might concern his durability and stamina Mm -hmm. he's got type 1 diabetes okay that's the red flag right there but to see him fall all the way to 20 i mean i know it's a red flag but Is that enough of a red flag? Maybe it is considering everything going on with COVID-19. Maybe that could, maybe that's why it's a big concern right now. Right. That makes sense to way he may have fallen to this late in the first round, but uh, one question and one point, I'll make my point first. Dave Hollins also had diabetes and was one of the more durable players of his day. And certainly one of the toughest players of his day. If Dave Hollins can do it, this guy can too. So there's precedent. The question I have, J.D., and I don't know if you know this or not, how is his batting eye? Does he have a propensity for drawing walks or not? Uh, He has a propensity for not striking out. Let's put it that way. He has a decent amount of walks. I mean, his walk-to-strikeout ratio is very good. Okay. But he is more of a contact hitter. Like I said, he led the nation in triples. Uh, Very slap. I mean, kind of a slappy hitter. He goes for singles. He goes for triples. That's mostly his game. But you're right. He does not strike out a lot, and he does get the walks at a pretty decent clip. From what you're saying, I'm hearing future leadoff hitter. Oh, absolutely leadoff hitter. I mean, ah. the Brewers would be foolish not to have him bat first or second, to be honest. I mean, he does have the power, but his strength is his ability to get on base and steal bases. That's his biggest strength. That is fan- that, that sounds fantastic. That sounds like my kind of player to me. And if he even has 70-grade raw power, maybe he can be a Paul Molitor-type leadoff hitter who can give you an instant one to nothing lead by hitting the ball out of the ballpark. 
That's a great comparison. That's kind of what I thought of. I'm glad you said it. Yay! And with <laughs> with this kid's toughness, if he can battle through the type 1 diabetes, mm-hmm. he could be a tough customer. I really hope he does well in Milwaukee. I really hope so. I'm pulling for the kid. Me too. It's. I mean, I don't want to call it a handicap because a handicap is what you make of it. Maybe more of a setback. Like I said, Dave Hollins had diabetes. If Dave Hollins can do it, so can this kid. Absolutely. Moving on to the number 21 selection. And this is a Jordan Walker out of Decatur High School in Georgia. Third baseman going to the St. Louis Cardinals. Anything to say about this guy, John? JD? <laughs> I keep calling you John. I'm so used to having John Miller on this program. I'm so sorry. Um, anything to say? No, no. No, we're we're good, Daniel Craig. Uh, I, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I really deserve that. One thing I want to say about this uh, guy, his headshot makes him look like uh, like Ken Griffey Jr. did as a teenager. He looks like a young version of Ken Griffey Jr. facially, same smile, but he's six foot five. I can see it. I absolutely could see it. Next one at number twenty-two, going to the Washington Nationals. Oddly enough, ranked number twenty-two is a pitcher named Cade Cavalli. Talk about him, J.D. (laughs) Taylor had him at number 10 on his latest mock draft, and I said, no, it's not going to be Cavalli. It's going to be who the Angels did eventually get. So, yeah, I'm just going to toot my own horn here. Uh, No, Cavalli's a fine pitcher. I think he's got a great arm, a 65-grade curveball, very high on the velocity, mid-90s, can touch up to 98-99. He had a 3.2 ERA. But he had 35 walks and 59 strikeouts in 60 and a third innings. This kid is a fireballer. The only thing, he missed some time in high school because he had back problems and a little bit of last year because of a stress fracture. Mm -hmm. So maybe he has a propensity for injury, which is why he dropped to 22. That's going to be my guess. as far as his raw stuff, oh man, his raw stuff is filthy it is an above average fastball and the slider cutter is amazing i want to point out two things about the uh, little scouting report they have him on him on mlb.com the last two sentences read thusly quote though he has a strong six foot four frame and clean mechanics he doesn't have much track record of staying healthy or throwing strikes his lack of command and deception also means that his premium stuff gets hit harder than it should end quote two giant red flags for me the other thing i noticed in a scouting report is that um he went to bixby high school and that just makes me think of bill bixby yeah <laughs> going old school there <laughs> anything to, uh, you want to wrap up your thoughts on uh, Cade Cavalli or you want to move on I want to move on alright Indians took Tucker Carlson as a shortstop no it's Carson Tucker uh, <laughs> and, uh, sorry Mr. Tucker the website says Tucker comma Carson and my eyes originally read Tucker Carlson um, let's go to the number 24 pick which was the Tampa Bay Rays a pitcher out of Central Bucks East High School in Pennsylvania, home of the Milwaukee Bucks. No. Uh, Nick Bitsko, I believe it is. B-I-T-S-K-O, which sounds to me like an offshoot of the Nabisco Corporation. Anything to add, J.D.? Uh, Baltimore was hoping to get him, and they didn't get him. Baltimore was hoping he would land at number 30, Mm. and that didn't happen. So this just goes to show you how unlucky and bad Baltimore drafted this time. <laughs> well, here's the thing. He was ranked number 14. What on earth made them think he was going to fall to 30? I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking there. 
The Braves selected the next guy out of Wake Forest, which is, I believe, is a four-year institution of higher learning. Yes. Pitcher Jared Schuster, ranked number 77, so the Braves may have reached on this one, too. They reached big time, and honestly, I wasn't impressed with his first two years as a Demon Deacon. He had a 6.8 ERA. Mm. Uh, He had a great summer in the Cape Cod League and had a good 2020, so that raised his stock, but... Not that Not much. To 25, yeah. <laughs> okay, so another... Uh, and, and again, we're making fun of the teams, not these young men who have obviously worked their tails off. I want to make that clear again. Moving on to the number 26 pick, which was the Oakland Athletics pick. Shout out to Jason Burke. It's catcher Tyler Soderstrom, who is the son of former big league pitcher Steve Soderstrom. And Soderstrom sounds like one of those devices where you put syrup and carbonated water in, and then you get soda out. Anything? You know, I can't, I can't believe you pulled that name out just <laughs> like that. Because when we <laughs> talked the other day, he immediately said, wait a minute, Soderstrom, is he related to Steve Soderstrom? I'm like, wait, is he? <laughs> like, I had, to th- I had to think about it. Mm-hmm. So DC hit that one right on the head. Uh, Soderstrom played a couple decades ago. He was a late uh, 90s pitcher, I believe. He was drafted uh, in the early 90s, I believe. Took a while yeah. to make it through the uh, minor league systems and then having wound up having kind of a marginal career as a middle reliever. But the reason I remember the name Soderstrom is strictly because of Ken Griffey Jr.'s slugfest for the N64. Just one of those names that struck. And later I found out that it's a Scandinavian name, which is all the better. And then moving on to number 27, the Minnesota Twins selection. And this is a North Carolina first baseman, Aaron Sabato. And the headshot they have on him from MLB.com reminds me of that of a photo you might see on a personal injury lawyer's website. (laughs) I can see that. He's a big-bodied first baseman with a slash line of 343, 453, 696 Mm -hmm. as a freshman. So this kid can rake. Yikes. Uh in 2020, it kind of fell off a little bit. 292, 478, 708. More walks than strikeouts. He's not super athletic. He's kind of a below average defender and runner. Yeah. But this this power is legit. It's legit. And I'm kind of reading the MLB uh, scattering reports on these men as you're talking about them. A couple of things jumped out at me. Speaking to what you had just said, the last sentence says that he's a well below average runner, limited athleticism, and that he's worked hard to improve his defense. And while he lacks range and has marginal arm strength at best, his hands are reliable. So that's a plus. He kind of reminds me a little bit of like Kyle Schwarber. Mm. I, I see a little bit of a certain hitter, a certain big bopper, for the Seattle Mariners right now. You're talking about Jay Buhner, yeah? <laughs> Not from the ni- I mean, current I know, I know. <laughs> He's obviously referring to Daniel Vogelbach. As far as the type of swing on, on that particular side, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a little bit of a reminder there. A little bit of Vogie and Sabato, huh? Yeah, he, a little bit. He may want to have that looked at. Going to the number 28 pick... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Are you, are you bashing your own team? Oh, I no. guess you kind of have to. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it that way. Austin Wells uh, was taken by the New York Yankees with the number 28 pick, and he was ranked number 27. He is the third catcher taken from Arizona. Not the third catcher taken from Arizona. He's a catcher from Arizona. Who was the third catcher taken? 
very clunky sentence I just said there, JD. But anything to add to this uh, guy? Uh no, just the Yankees looking for another deep catcher in their pool. Yep, you know, and uh, you know, good smile, good teeth. Looks like another advertisement for Colgate. <laughs> and to round out the draft uh, from your neck of the woods, uh, Mister Hernandez, the Los Angeles Dodgers took Louisville pitcher Bobby Miller. So could we then call this man a draft Dodger? <laughs> oh, I guess we could. Mm. Yeah, he's from my neck of the woods. Okay. I'm going to say this right now. Yes. I do root for the Dodgers. I root for the Angels as well. That's how I grew up in the early 90s because both teams were on different leagues. And as a young kid, I thought it was okay to root for both the Angels and the Dodgers. So I'm okay with this. That was a weird monologue there. But I had to say it because you know what? It's okay, folks. Sometimes it's okay to root for more than one team. Yes, it is. Right? Uh, it, yeah, yeah. It, I root for the uh, the uh, Mariners, obviously, and the Spokane Indians. So uh, that's that's so there's that. Yeah, I mean, but you also have a propensity for the Orioles, mainly because they have one of the best players of all time in Kyle Ripken Jr. That that is true. I have a soft spot in my heart for the Orioles. I, I grew up rooting for the Orioles. That's no secret on this program. <laughs> yeah, I, just like, and I'll say this right now. I'm a fan of. I like the Ducks. I like the Kings. But I'm also kind of a fan right now of the Arizona Coyotes because of what they're doing in the front office. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yep. it's okay to root for more than one team. So Bobby Miller. Yes, Bobby Miller. <laughs> yeah, um, Dodger fans are going really gaga over this pick. Yeah, okay, he's a pretty good big right-handed pitcher. He's got some really good heat in that draft. He sits at about 95 to 98. It's a very heavy sinking fastball because of his height and it does tend to dip a little bit. So here's what I remember about Bobby Miller. He made it on SportsCenter last year. He nearly got a no-hitter in the NCAA tournament last year and lost it with just a couple outs to go. (laughs) He lost it late, but I remember everyone just applauding him on his team afterwards to take a no-hitter into the ninth like that in the tournament game, in that setting. Good for him to go that far. He's got a propensity for big moments. He's not as polished as Reed Detmers that the Angels took. Mm -hmm. But it's no question that he's got some really good pure stuff. And he's got a wicked second pitch, too, with that cutter. Ooh! But, you know, we'll see if he can make it to the majors in two, three years. He's still kind of a slight prospect, but I think he could do okay as far as starting off in A and AA. He could make his way up. That's a fair point. Um, even a late-round draft pick has the chance to make it up to the major leagues. And there were only five rounds this year, but you know, on the Mariners' side, Charles Gibson was a 61st-round draft pick, or maybe even he was taken in the 61st or 63rd round, I forget, and wound up uh, being a decent utility player for the Mariners. And Mike Piazza was a 62nd-round draft pick and a Hall of Famer. So you never know, JD, do you? You absolutely never know. And I can't wait to see how most of these players do in the coming years. Yep. Uh, One more thing to talk about, and that is the 30th pick in the first round, which didn't exist because it was the Astros. Uh, JD, (laughs) where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, joy. Anyway, (laughs) you can can hear me uh, hosting Locked on Angels for this week, taking over the reins for Taylor Blake Ward. I've been pinch hitting all week. You can find that on Locked on Angels. You can find me on the regular at Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm covering both Anaheim shows this week, just across the 57. Mm-hmm. You can find me personally at Stimpy JD. 
You can find the show I typically host at LO underscore Ducks if you like hockey. And Seattle fans, you should probably get acquainted with hockey since you have a team coming in a year and a half. Maybe it's maybe it's a Kraken. Maybe the Totems. Who knows? We shall find out in due time. You said you were pinch hitting for Taylor Blake Ward this week on Locked on Angels. That means you hosted three shows. So Four. Uh, I ended up hosting four shows this week. Oh, four shows. So Yeah, we had a bonus show. Interesting. So uh, since you're pinch hitting, is your pinch hitting average uh, 250? Oh, come on. I, I had more than <laughs> one good show. I, I'm sorry. I, 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 <laughs> I had to say Well, I didn't have to say it, but it was funny. Anyways. If I was an umpire, I would say, you're out. Well, John's not here, so he can't kick me off the show this time. Ah, oh, man. Hi, John. I hope you're listening to the show. Actually, I, I know for a fact that he will be listening to the show. Oh, that, that's just going to give me inspiration for the next Diamond Quiz now. Yeah. Which, I'm funny you mentioned that, JD, because we will be doing Diamond Quiz at some point next week. I haven't decided on what day that is, but uh, you're going to participate in that, are you not? Oh, I'm I'm ready now. I'm I'm ready. I'm fired up. Excellent. Let's go. Let's do it. Next time on Locked On Mariners, however, I will be joined by guest panelists Ted Baxter, Spuds McKenzie, and a stop sign. I do not know the subject matter as of yet, but I'm sure that the four of us are going to have a great conversation. Remember to download, rate, and subscribe to Locked On Mariners on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or whichever podcasting app that your brain head can think of. Follow this program on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg. I have no idea why I said it like that. We'll be back next week. Diamond Quiz uh, at some point, and uh, maybe talking about more draft. I am not sure. In any case, I'll figure it out over the next few days, and I hope you listening have a wonderful weekend. This is Joey Martin speaking for Locked On Mariners. Ask your smart device to play Locked On MLB upon the conclusion of this program. 